Welcome to TMP, TM Podcast number three. It's March uh, 2013. We have 9.0 in general availability. So that is what we talk about today. And today we have a very special guest from India, Arundhati, Arundhati Bodas, uh, from the development team in India, working on the TCM master data. So that is also our topic today. TCM master, dev, master data, an overview. Yeah, Arundhati, you may introduce yourself, just a few words about your TM history, and uh, then we can jumpstart into our topic. Okay, so uh, my name is Arundhati, and uh, I have been working with uh, the TM team for exactly two years now. So actually... <laughs> Congratulations! <laughs> Uh, and I started off working with the uh, team nine or the charge calculation engine team. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked with that team for six months and then I moved to the master data team. So, ah, so you know both sides. Yeah. Right? Ah, <laughs> perfect. Good. So let's jump into our topic. So I think at a very, from a very high level, maybe we can just first uh, talk about the objects we will deep dive into a bit later. So high level, what are the elements, master data elements we have in, in charge calculation? And maybe just briefly what it is and then we can in the next round dive a bit deeper. Yeah. Uh, so basically when we uh, talk about the charge calculation master data, it uh, refers to all the objects which would be used uh, when you hit the charge calculation button on an order. And uh, so what happens is and uh, a contract is determined between the organization and the business partner which is present in that order mm -hmm. and so once that agreement is picked up it would have a listing of what kind of charges are to be applicable for this order mm -hmm. and then the corresponding rating so how are the rates calculated so this is uh, basically what the uh, master data objects would hold Mm -hmm. It would hold a contract, which is the, which is the agreement. agreement. Freight or forwarding agreement, right? Maybe that's also yeah. interesting point. So we yeah. cover both the buying and the selling exactly. side. Uh, and uh, in the buying side, it would be the forwarding agreement. Oh, sorry, the freight agreement, freight right? Agreement, I, yeah. With my freight orders. Yeah. And uh, in the selling side, so if I to get to earn my money for... Right. Forwarders, carriers, it would be the forwarding, forwarding agreement. agreements. Yes. So that is basically my contract, right? The exactly. frame of the contract. Okay, good. Then you mentioned um, uh, other elements as well. So maybe we can also go into that one. So yeah. uh, the calculation sheet, I think, is uh, one more. So what is just high level in the first tone? But what do we define in that calculation sheet? Uh, okay, so the calculation sheet would basically have a list of all the charge types that mm -hmm. you want to include in a particular, uh, so it's like a menu for the different kind of prices you want to okay. apply. So, so it's just For example, it mm -hmm. could be uh, basic freight charges, mm -hmm. then you could have some packaging charges on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, there could be some adjustment factors like the currency adjustment or bunker adjustment, etc. There could be some discounts. So different charge types can be configured 
mm-hmm. in the customizing and then you could include these charge types in a calculation sheet okay the charge type would first of all represent a kind of cost or yeah and a buying buying side it would be cost and on the selling side it would be my, my revenue exactly that yeah. i can charge okay but but not the real value or so but just that i have that kind of uh, cost or revenue element or charge element yes. in my calculation sheet so that's only the possible option but not the price i wouldn't have like 500 uh, euro or rupee or a dollar already in that calculation sheet, right? Uh, uh, so they, uh, that may or may not happen. Okay, good. <laughs> we may come to that later, but let's say, okay, so uh, we have the freight or forwarding agreement, but it's just the framework of the contract. Yeah. Then we have the calculation sheet, which has the charge elements that I may or may not have, with or without prices. With or without <laughs> prices. Okay, but, okay uh, then. So what can happen is, uh, Against a particular charge type, you could directly enter a value mm-hmm. saying that uh, for uh, for packaging fee, I would always uh, have 100 euros, okay. for example. Okay. Or uh, what can happen is uh, there c- could be something called a rate table attached with every charge type. Ah, so we come to the next yeah. element already, <laughs> right? Which is the rate table then. Okay, so what is a rate table high level? Uh, so a rate table is something that we have uh, have in the master data objects when you don't know the exact uh, number mm-hmm. that you want to put against mm-hmm. the charge type, but then that uh, uh, number or the amount that you want to uh, charge is going to depend on a lot of different factors. Okay. For example, the weight of the freight that you are uh, transporting mm-hmm. or the distance or a lo- there are a lot of other factors which could uh, uh, define the cost. Okay, okay. So, uh, so if it's not a simple cost, like, like a flat cost, I would need a rate table to to define it. And we dive into that one later on. You already mentioned mm-hmm. like distances or so, and that sounds already like scales. Exactly. <laughs> which is then our <laughs> last element, right? Yes. So uh, a scale is... Uh, exactly what the word means so (laughs) (laughs) so we have uh, so what you can do is uh, define a lot of uh, different values on a scale Mm -hmm. so so that is something what we call scale items Mm -hmm. for example you can have uh, uh, rates per uh, thousand kgs Mm -hmm. rates per two thousand kgs etc so you would have scale items like thousand two thousand three thousand kgs in your scale Mm -hmm. And these scales, uh, when we include them in a rate table, we call them dimensions. So I could have a maximum nine-dimensional rate table. Mm -hmm. That means I can have uh, rates varying on nine different factors. Okay. So maybe we come to that later if we deep dive into that different topics. But okay, so high level, we have that agreement. Then we say, what are the freight agreement? Just to summarize that one. Then we have the calculation sheet, which defines the different possible charges. Maybe if it's simple enough already with the price. If yeah. it's not simple enough, I need a rate table to determine that charge, which is then somehow linked. We come to that later. And if that rate table has dimensions, multiple dimensions, I would need the scales to bring that uh, to life, so to say, to maintain it. Okay, I think that's, from a high level over that, that's it, right? So that is the master data that we really have in 
charge calculation. Yes. So uh, if you have these four objects defined, then you can uh, have a lot of uh, charge determination in place already. Okay. So. so let's go one level deeper then. So we, as we started with the freight slash forwarding agreement, that is the contact contract, right? And yes. I think one interesting aspect is, as we said, it's buying and, and selling side, but technically it's the same thing or is it two different POs or what is the difference between a freight and a forwarding agreement? Let's run um, from business uh, and, and then also technically that would be interesting, I think. For yeah. So from the functional side, they are two different things, two different entities. Uh, but technically, we just have one business object representing both of them and uh, we kind of differentiate between them based on something called the usage code. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to use this particular agreement on the buying side or mm -hmm. on the selling side okay. and uh, subsequently, all of the child objects like the calculation sheet and rate tables, mm -hmm. etc. would also inherit this usage code mm -hmm. from the agreement. Okay, so you would decide, I now make my thread agreement. I'm freight forwarder and they make a freight agreement with my um, freight agreement with my carrier where I buy yeah. my stuff and then set it up uh, accordingly and with uh, with my customers I would have the forwarding agreement but technically let's say if it's a similar structure that the both elements would be very similar yes. right technically. So, technically structurally they are uh, pretty much similar which is pretty I mean cool. yeah you would find <laughs> both of the both kind of agreements in the same database table mm. so and same BO also right same BO what also. is the name of that BO uh, it's called the uh, SCMTMS freight agreement okay. yeah, that's it's called the freight mm. agreement mm. view where okay. it has the forwarding yeah. agreements also yeah okay. and uh, <laughs> apart from the freight and forwarding we also have something called internal agreements mm -hmm. in place so uh, these are basically uh, agreements which are used to calculate internal costs mm -hmm. within the same uh, company Companies. but different orgs. Yeah, My, I, I make a shameless plug now to the LCL podcast, it's episode 4 where we uh, touch that uh, also a bit, that internal settlement for the export-import uh, yeah, process, yeah. so here both episodes may come together. So the same technical object, same structure. Yeah, still the same technical object. Okay. So uh, once you learn it, you can use it uh, for everything. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. And once we develop something for the buying side, we can also use it for the selling side, which is quite logical, I think, because, I mean, why? we have both customers, right, the buying and the selling side, exactly. and they have the same agreements with yeah. each other, so it's kind of <laughs> logical that we can have that in the same view. And don't get confused, so the name is freight agreement, but it's uh, working for both freight and forwarding agreement yes. and, and also for the internal settlement, internal Internal agreement, agreements, right? yeah. Okay. What what do I define in that? Maybe let's start with a freight agreement. I think the forwarding agreement is then very similar. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what would I define there? You already mentioned the business partners involved, right? Yes. Uh, so the uh, most important things in a freight agreement would be the organization and the business partner. Mm -hmm. So since we are talking about the freight or the... Uh, so here mm -hmm. we would actually uh, define a purchasing org mm -hmm. and... Uh, a business partners would be the carriers. Okay. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, these are the main two things which are looked at when a, a freight order, for example, wants mm -hmm. to pick up this agreement for charge calculation. Okay. Yeah. That also maps right in the freight or booking order. We also have the carrier, which is the yes. party 
that are a subcontract to, and we have the purchase org determined in different ways. Exactly. And that is that must already match. But it's not enough, right? I could have multiple freight agreements for the same purchase org. And, and the same carriers. Okay, so yeah. there must be more <laughs> that I can define there, right? Yes. Uh, so the other thing now is our priority. You mm -hmm. could have uh, different priorities on your agreements. And based on this priority, the agreements would be picked up. Okay. And then there are a lot of other conditions also. Mm -hmm. uh, so they are configurable, actually. We mm -hmm. call them the preconditions. Mm -hmm. So uh, against a, so all these uh, agreements, uh, uh, you have to define a freight or a forwarding agreement mm -hmm. type. Mm -hmm. And then you can create the corresponding objects. So mm -hmm. against every uh, agreement type, you can define that uh, I want these preconditions. Uh, so just as an example, mm -hmm. a precondition could be uh, a mode of transport. Okay. Or uh, could, but don't, don't have to. So I could uh, could also configure high level of freight agreement across all modes, but typically. Maybe I would do it mode specific, right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, there's no compulsion. Uh, it just mm -hmm. depends on what you have uh, defined in the configuration mm -hmm. for the preconditions in the agreement type. Okay. Validities? Uh, since it's a contract, I also have validities. Yes. That is kind of also kind of a precondition, but also a validity in itself, right? Yes. So okay. uh, an agreement has an overall validity. And uh, okay, so now mm -hmm. we move into the... Uh, next part, which is the agreement items. Mm -hmm. So agreement items could also have validities. Okay, but let's that let's stay for a moment okay. on the trade <laughs> and forwarding agreement okay. level. I think just interesting enough. I'm not yeah. so we would define just high level the, the business partners involved, the priority, a business uh, some, uh, validity also. So yes. from two and that just asking. That validity uh, is then checked against the calculation date of the freight order, right? Because we yes. have tons of times in our document, <laughs> but here the, the calculation date is yes. relevant. So okay. the calculation date should fall between within yeah. the validity of the agreement. Must, right? That's a, that's a must check. Yes. That's not a, okay. yeah. mm -hmm. And then I define the precondition on the freight agreement, freight and forwarding, freight or forwarding. agreement yeah. level. So what, And that is very flexible, right? I think you have some pretty fine things. You have bodies. Conditions can be used for filtering uh, that. Yes. So there are uh, rules uh, also mm. that you could use. We have, uh, um, it's called the preconditions. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. So there can be exclusion rules also. Mm. So if in certain conditions you want to exclude this agreement from being picked up, mm. you can have that. Okay. And there could be business partner based or there are a lot of criteria on which you could define a condition for this agreement okay. getting picked up. But all that is basically to define is that specific agreement valid for that specific freight order? Exactly. Because just okay, coming back to your calculation history, for one freight order, if I calculate charges, I find exactly one freight agreement or could I find multiple? Uh, you could find multiple. If you mm. do find multiple, then the priority comes okay. into picture. But mm. always when charge calculation happens, it's just one freight agreement. Fra one freight freight agreement. or forwarding so agreement. On my way, I may visit some freight agreements, but finally it's yes. one. It is, is uh, zeroed down to or you just pick up one <laughs> okay, agreement. And then something went wrong, it's zero. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to do charges, okay. Yeah. But it's one calculation has one yes. freight agreement then. We have some hard checks like the 
validity in the business partner. So there is no, you, you cannot use a freight agreement for a different business partner. Then you flexibly define the other preconditions for the whole freight agreement. And then the yeah. first or the priority where all preconditions are fulfilled with the Okay, highest priority, which means the lowest priority number, right? Yeah. So one is the most important. Priority one is the most. Just to first picked up. Just yeah, <laughs> for the records, okay, uh, would be selected then. Yes. Okay. Good. Is there anything more that we should know about the freight forwarding agreement, or is it that pretty much the task of the uh, agreement on that? Uh, that pretty much covers it, uh, except that uh, we can also have something called multi-party agreements. Mm -hmm. So if you don't want one-to-one uh, -one correspondence between mm -hmm. an organization and a business partner, mm -hmm. or, or if ah, it is the mm -hmm. case that this particular agreement and this scheme of uh, charges mm -hmm. is valid for a lot of uh, organizations and business partners, Ah, for both sides. So that's, I could say, okay, I have one agreement with a carrier and that is for 10 or for all my purchase orgs of... Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And so, vice versa. Okay. And vice versa. Okay. And both. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh -huh. So uh, so that is something which we call a multi-party agreement. Mm -hmm. And uh, you just have to select a flag when you are uh, defining your agreement type to okay. specify that it's going to be a multi-party agreement. Okay. It's agreement type that is customizing, right? And yes. then it would be, okay, you would define there if that agreement type is generally available or can agreements based on that type would be multi-party or not. And then yeah. I would be able to enter multiple parties, but yes. the same rules would apply except for that I have multiple parties. Yes. Where, okay, <laughs> that's simple. I can understand it. That's good. Good. So that's... That's it then for the freight forwarding agreement high level, yeah. right? Okay. So maybe we can deep dive then into the next level, which is the calculation sheet, right? So in the freight agreement, I could have then one or multiple calculation sheets. Uh, yes, you could have uh, multiple calculation sheets, mm -hmm. but again, exactly one calculation sheet is picked up uh, during charge calculation. Ah, okay. Uh, and uh, so these uh, calculation sheets could be attached to something called agreement items. Mm -hmm. So uh, mm -hmm. we have we can have several agreement items which would again have a set of preconditions, a validity. Okay. Uh, mm -hmm. So I would have my agreement with agreement items, multiple items. Okay. Yes. And within one item, I would have one calculation sheet. Yes. Ah, okay. So that is kind of a mini sub agreement or so you could say or so that you say okay i'm now i found my agreement but now i want to go into my let's say north america let's say or let's take an example so we typical uh, agreement would be maybe something for ocean i'm a shipper maybe yeah. freight agreement um and it would be for ocean with for me with my forwarding mm -hmm. uh, freight forwarder and it would be, let's say, maybe Europe to North America. That would be, would that be a typical granularity of a freight agreement? I know everything is possible, but yeah. <laughs> could you, is that a level of granularity that could be considered typical or? Uh, yeah, that can be considered mm -hmm. a common scenario. Okay. Uh, uh, in this case, what would happen is if it's a, a zone to zone mapping. Mm -hmm. So what we do is we have different items. And in this case, uh, 
the condition for a particular item getting picked up could be something as simple as a trade lane. Okay, so I would have that agreement, a big agreement, yes. Europe to North America, but then specifically for the trade lane, Germany or Hamburg-Rotterdam range or something, yeah. to US East Coast or say New York Boston that range, yeah. that would be one uh, agreement item then. Yeah. And uh, there would be a complete different one, say from France to Mexico. That is same freight agreement, but a different item. Yeah. Okay. And that item has a prerequisite, has again that, uh, uh, what was it called? The preconditions, right? So exactly. kind of filtering. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, again, these, uh, these preconditions also you can configure against the agreement type. Hmm? So if you say I want service level to be one of the preconditions hmm. for picking up a particular uh, oh, okay. agreement item. Hmm. So uh, that can be configured and you could have uh, different agreement items based on whether it is pre-carriage or main carriage or on carriage. Okay, so I think in principle, again, since I have that flexible preconditions again, yeah. within that trade agreement, I would then find an item. Let me guess, it has a priority also? Or, huh? <laughs> so same pattern as finding the freight agreement. I have yes. within the freight agreement then the item, and the target would be to have different services within that same agreement or different geography or combination of both so for dangerous goods i may have a very special one that yeah. is but then globally or yeah potentially yeah. and then i have it for standard containers if you know same would apply for road then yeah. um i i would have other uh, agreement items and then that agreement item has a link to that calculation sheet. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So uh, with okay. each uh, agreement item you could attach a calculation sheet uh, which is a collection of charges. Mm. Uh, so we have a lot of different possibilities in a calculation sheet as well. So we have something called a uh, so, sorry for me being a bit slow on that one. Okay. So, uh, so we have the agreement that has a calculation sheet. The target or function of the calculation calculation sheet was to have a list of all possible revenue prices uh, that could happen within that yeah item. Yeah. So because I found my agreement, I found my specific item mm -hmm. that is valid for that specific booking or freight order, mm -hmm. and and now I have a, a list of possible charge is a charge element then or is that wrong wrong term uh, <laughs> or it will be a charge element what is an item in the calculation sheet or it would eventually be a charge element once okay. the charges are calculated okay. in the order mm -hmm. so uh, in the calculation sheet we just call it a charge type okay so it just has mm -hmm. different charge types mm -hmm. uh, in every line item so okay so i would have a list of line items and they yes can later be a charge element to translate that back. And that is then yes. also something that really shows up in charge because the freight agreement is, and also that, that item, and also the calculation sheet is not really an element in the, or it's not directly mapped to something in the charges then, right? Uh, no, it won't mm -hmm. be directly mapped, mm -hmm. or, but you could always refer back to yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I understand. But what actually happens is that I then have my, uh, in the calculation sheet, I have my charge type, and every charge type can make it, if it's, if it's lucky enough, into <laughs> a charge element later. In the yes. Okay. Good. So, and, and that's a list now of potential 
elements that I could have. Yeah. Let me guess, there is some preconditions on that? Yeah. <laughs> ah, because not uh, every charge item mm, is relevant for every... Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. But the list is uh, not as big as the list of preconditions that you can have in an mm -hmm. agreement item or an agreement header. Okay. Uh, but because we, I'm already kind of fine-tuned, right, on a detailed level already. I already did yes. quite some filtering. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we have uh, dangerous goods or buyers consolidation kind of checks on mm. every charge type. So depending mm. on the scenario, that charge type would or would not be uh, included mm. in the order uh, when the charges are calculated for that order. Okay, so that is kind of the copy rule. Would I, if would that um, calculation was it charge charge type charge right? Type, so would yeah. that charge type become or is that relevant for, exactly. for that yeah. specific freight order, booking order or not? Okay, yes. that's a, again a filter. Yeah. Okay, and then if I remember right, we said I could already have a price for that uh, item in here in a very simplistic scenario. <laughs> I have like a flat price. Uh, um, then I would already have that price in, in that element if it's simple enough. Yes. Okay. Anything else in that calculation sheet or in that uh, charge? types that I can define. We already set the um, preconditions again, right? Yes. Uh, so basically in the calculation sheet items, again, you have a few different kind of items. Uh, so whenever we say we are associating a charge type with a calculation sheet item, it's a standard line item. Mm -hmm. uh, but we have, uh, so we have something else called uh, uh, subtotal. So you can say one line item as a subtotal and below that you can have a, you can basically group your charge types mm -hmm. which are relevant to add up to ah. a subtotal. Ah, so you have like an item, a charge type hierarchy then that you... Yes, sort hmm. of. Okay, so that it kind of depends. Is that multi-level or one level? Uh, or? It can be multi-level. Okay, so you can yeah. say that charge type consists of that two sub charge mm. types uh, yeah. and then yes. do we have an example for that maybe just to uh, make it easier for me or uh, uh, right now I cannot think of anything but uh, yeah, okay maybe so okay maybe I'll come, come back to it when we come back later <laughs> uh, to is, that so but yeah. uh, okay like uh, okay so um, uh, it's a yeah, hierarchical so and then you on the grouping level you would have then the result of the Sub-items later in the calculation. But yes. first here we only define the rules, right? We are in the calculation sheet where we don't maintain the results already, but more the way how to come to the results. Exactly, result, right? yeah. Okay. Uh, so apart from subtotals, we could also have uh, something like, uh, so there's a possibility to maintain an instruction type. Now what that says is, if I have a line item saying uh, compare high, higher or lower values, mm -hmm. What it would do is, if I have three different charge types below it, and I say you have to pick up the lowest value, oh, then okay. during charge calculation, it would calculate the charges oh, for okay. all the three charge types. Whichever is the lowest would be picked up. Okay. Uh, and on you, the that's hopefully on the uh, buying side, huh? On the selling side, you should choose the highest, maybe. Yeah. So <laughs> you can yes. maintain it to pick up either the highest or the lowest value. Depends on your contract. Then, right? Yes. Ah, okay. So. You could say I have like three alternative surcharges for something, and then um, exactly, yeah. And that is then again, and then on the sub or on the main item level on grouping, 
item level, I would then uh, define which of those sub-items. Exactly. Okay. Or alternatively, I could also sum them up, or you already mentioned that, right? Yes. Okay. So it could. So uh, basically, a calculation sheet. The first line item in a calculation sheet would be a sum of all the charge types that are mm -hmm. below it. Now, under the sum, you could have subtotals, or you okay. could have these high or low yeah. values, etc. Ah, okay. So or you, you could just have standard. Ah, okay, line and items. that would also allow that you have like, say, two different sub two subtotals then, mm -hmm. yeah. and then which are then again a sum of their trials. Yes. And then, but on the higher level, you would decide between the two subtotals if you would consider the higher, the lower, or both again. Yes. So, okay, yeah. so you can kind of build up your costs, and on every level, you can between two items. How how would I group that two items then? Because I uh, I think the sum could have like ten sub items, mm -hmm. and maybe that alternative alternative evaluation is something between two of them, right? Uh, yeah, so it has to belong to one group ah. for compare higher low, mm -hmm. and then uh, uh, so you would have like three line items: mm -hmm. one the sum uh, yeah. sum line, then you would have a compare higher low instruction type mm -hmm. below which you could have your one or uh, oh, actually two or more charge types ah, out I of see. which you mm -hmm. want to pick the highest okay. or the lowest. You define that. that grouping item yes and then group in the in the grouping item you define the rule and below that you have the uh, you can items. have one or more children for that particular okay. item and then that uh, can theoretically go down to an eternity to <laughs> <laughs> yes but okay we, we wouldn't do that so okay. there mm -hmm. are huge calculation sheets actually having uh, around 150 line items or so hmm. so uh, in those cases, all this grouping and subtotaling, etc., would make a lot of sense. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. But it's all within one calculation sheet. All within one calculation okay. sheet. Okay, I see. Do I also have validity so, so for that calculation sheet within the freight agreement, or is that inherits the validity uh, of... Of the agreement item. Okay, of the agreement So, we have a one-to-one -one okay. correspondence mm -hmm. between the agreement item and the mm -hmm. calculation sheet. Mm -hmm. So the uh, validity from the agreement item would mm. be inherited by the calculation sheet also. Okay, just more technical question that um, that agreement item I think is a technically a subnode of the freight agreement, right? Yes. And the calculation sheet is a separate BO. Calculation sheet is a separate okay. BO. And then I would link the two. So in the agreement item, I enter the technically the key and. Uh, Yes. Of the, so it's um, a cross bio association technically mm -hmm. between the agreement item and the calculation. That sheet. also means I can reuse that same calculation sheet for multiple agreements or agreement items. Then is that correct? Or? Uh, that is possible. Uh, so we have two different kind of kinds of calculation sheets. Uh, they could be global or they could be local. Okay. So mm -hmm. uh, if you define a calculation sheet separately, mm -hmm. uh, you could use it in a lot of different agreements. Mm -hmm. uh, if you have a suitable usage code, uh, so while defining a calculation sheet, if you say that you can use it on the buying or selling side, mm -hmm. you can use it in freight or forwarding agreements. Okay, makes sense. Huh? Yeah. Okay, so you can define it globally and then a reuse is uh, possible. Exactly, yeah. Or you could have calculation sheet templates. Mm -hmm. And then you can create an actual object out of it uh, by just uh, defining the template from which you want to copy it over. Mm -hmm. So these are the different possibilities for global uh, calculation mm -hmm. sheets. And once you are within a particular, uh, so while creating an agreement from within the agreement, if you create a calculation sheet, then it's a local calculation sheet. Okay. 
so you cannot use it anywhere okay. else ex- mm-hmm. in yeah. any other agreement okay and so. it would by default inherit the so. uh usage code from the agreement okay mm-hmm. yeah we didn't talked about that but uh, so the forwarding freight forwarding agreement um with its item would be just created let's say manually or uplayer or maybe mm-hmm. future also other ways might be possible <laughs> but we're talking about 9.0 now mm-hmm. the calculation sheet now could be created independently and then uh, as a global yeah. and then reused yes with, uh, within a item um freight agreement item agreement item yeah generally speaking and then the validity if i should use it or not that is then that's then defined in the item and not in the calculation not sheet the, the calculation, calculation sheet, sheet does not have any preconditions obviously then okay yeah. or if i create it so i create my forwarding agreement with the item and then i could also from there create that calculation sheet but but that is then like local and kind of part of the right agreement exactly forwarding agreement so it can mm-hmm. be used only in the context of that agreement and mm-hmm. not anywhere outside okay. of that okay so that means you can also kind of start high level and then key in the data from there and kind of forward navigate yes all the sap world forward <laughs> navigation <laughs> and create it from within instead of first creating everything and then glue, glue it together later yeah okay i think that was a problem in six all right that we had to First, define everything, then glue it together. You cannot navigate. Okay, that's. <laughs> ah, is it still you? No, <laughs> it's different yeah. from six or seven or then. Okay, so now we have the calculation sheet with the with the charge types included. We, we talked about that grouping. Then mm-hmm. with this rules, if I summarize or take alternatives, mm-hmm. lowest or highest mm-hmm. value. Calculation sheet can be globally and reused, or can be defined from within a thread forwarding. Agreement. Anything else we have to know about the calculation sheet as such uh, or its trials? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a couple of different things about uh, each of these line items now. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so we would start moving slowly into the next uh, object also, the rate table. Rate right table. Okay. Should I set a chapter mark already? <laughs> Okay, do we? Let's go into so the rate before, table. So uh, before going into the rate table, okay. then a couple of things here. So <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, like you mentioned, we could directly have a number assigned against a charge type directly, hmm. okay. uh, the cost or the revenue for that particular charge type. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we can also do in a calculation sheet line item is have it as a reference to some other line. Mm-hmm. For example, the discount would be X percentage of okay. the basic freight charges. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so maybe just uh, my minimum charge setup for charges. Maybe that's also something. If you start with charges, would be interested in. Would be I would have a freight agreement for my carrier mm-hmm. and the and my org unit. I would have um, a calculation sheet within it with one charge type, which is a fixed price. I think that is that as is, uh, simple as it can be. So I would have one freight yes. agreement. With one item, with no specific preconditions, but only my um, business partner and carrier. Mm-hmm. And in that uh, calculation sheet, I have one item with just a flat price. Yeah. I think that is a minimum. Yes, <laughs> that is the simple. very basic, uh, <laughs> okay. the most basic setup. Okay, good. Uh, and now if you want to just complicate it a little bit, yes, um, <laughs> we have something called a calculation rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what you can do is, for example, you have to define a, uh, uh, not directly a charge, but a rate for that particular charge type. Mm-hmm. 
सो वन ऑप्शन इज ऑब्वियसली हैविंग अ रेट टेबल इफ यू वांट टू सिंपली हैंडल इट इन द कैलकुलेशन शीट इटसेल्फ यू कैन से समथिंग लाइक आई वांट टू चार्ज 15 यूरोस पर 100 केजीज ओके एंड दैट इज ऑलरेडी विदाउट एनी रेट टेबल आई कुड डिफाइन दैट Yes. Uh, per per pound rate or per per mile rate also? Yeah. Okay. Ah, so okay. Uh, what you can do is you can have a calculation base against a, a charge type. So mm-hmm. calculation base is nothing but the different dimensions on which your uh, rates would vary. So mm-hmm. it could be weight, distances, business partners, service levels. Number There of different stocks. There are a number stocks. of uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, equipment type, all those kind of things. So there are there is a big list of the. Uh, mm-hmm. standard delivered calculation basis that we have so any one of them you can use to define a calculation rule okay so the calculation base is basically the input that comes from a freight order or is filled by the input of a freight order with the total yes. distance if you're on header level maybe also we have to come to that header level or item or stage level yes. where that is defined a bit later but first uh, first approach would be i have the calculation base as as an input that they first we start with the header level um and then i could have if it's a distance for example a per mile rate or per kilometer or per kg yes right okay yeah uh, and uh, so as you hmm. mentioned we can have a, a resolution uh, base also assigned to every charge type okay resolution uh, base means on which level would i Do yes. I want to calculate that item, right? We are now on that charge type, on that which charge is type. one kind of item in the calculation sheet, right? Yes. Okay, per charge type, I define if am I a route or stage exactly. or item. Yes. So then that charge type would be hmm. applied those many times while calculating charges. Hmm. So if I define it on, for example, per stage. Yeah. Then it have two stages. It will be applied for uh, every stage that you have mm. in the order. Okay. So. And then I would have a that that input that calculation base distance for the stage would be if I have two stages, if I have a total distance of 250 and the first uh, is 100 miles or kilometers and the second one is uh, 150. Then obviously, then if on on route level that calculation base would be distance but 150. On stage level, 100 and 150. Yeah. Let's say 150 on root level. So on root level, it's 250. Then the sum of the stages. Yeah, the sum of okay. the. Okay. So within, just sorry, I'm slow on that. In the calculation, I have the item, and there I define root, item, stage. Anything else? No, that's those three, uh, right? There's a set of possibilities, huh? uh, but these are the commonly used ones. Or the. Okay, and then I th- can also. Already within that um, calculation type, I can already define the calculation rule. You call it calculation yes, rule. Yes. Yeah. And in a simplistic case where I just have a per mile rate, I wouldn't need a rate table. So I just would take a fixed per mile rate, uh, applicable, uh, uh, not globally, but always. That. Yeah. <laughs> always, always if I find that specific yes. agreement, agreement item, then I take that rate. Okay. Yeah. So it's not only that I can define a flat. Price that would be one calculation, just the flat price. But I could also define a rule that I 
calculate something. Yes. The, you would take care of that uh, unit conversion also if it's defined per kilometer and but yes, no. uh, in the order if it is in miles or something, then the conversion happens before the charge calculation takes. And we made it uh, input from my side, so in in the uh, BO and tor forwarding order, we always the distance are always stored in kilometers. Okay. And uh, but then on the UI, can you, it can be converted or in charges. I think you can also define a per mile rate, and then it would be converted into yes, yeah. miles. Yeah, for quantities, it's a bit different. You can then define the default types and, and, and customizing, so it's not hard coded. Yes. But durations are always seconds, and um, <laughs> distance uh, uh, kilometers. So, so go the metric. same thing would happen with the currency conversion. Also, you could define your yeah, okay. uh, amount in a different currency and. If the document currency for the order is different, there would be a conversion before okay. the charge calculation takes place. Okay. So, yeah, document currency is nothing I would define in an agreement somewhere, but I just would define a price and then what currency yes. it is converted to. Then, yeah. But okay, today master data is <laughs> the focus, so there is no currency you have to maintain there. So, we said we had one calculation time or calculation rule was just take a fixed price, one was per mile, mm. per distance rate. And mm. the next one would be then already linked to rate table or? Uh, yeah, so the next possibility is having a full blown rate table behind every charge type. Okay, when would I do that? Uh, so for example, you, uh, okay, you want to have, you have a lot of source destination pairs mm. in, uh, in the agreement mm. and the rates are different based okay. on where the order is originating and where is it okay. going. If I go downtown New York, it's uh, or end up downtown New York, I think it's also a question. Eh? Yeah. Uh, it's more expensive per mile rate. It's different from uh, if I go somewhere in Ohio or so where I have. Okay, because yeah, there are different implications. I think the reason is because, okay, it's hard to drive in New York or I have no business back from Ohio. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that is where, where it comes from, right? And I think in yes. the US it's also, or for the optimizer, we also made an enhancement for that US discourse thing. Okay. Because I think it's really is different if the last uh, stop or where the last stop is that defines the per mile rate for the complete okay. transportation. So you mm -hmm. can be cheaper to drive more miles but end up in a cheap area okay. versus having the more efficient way, but you end up uh, in a, mm -hmm. another area. But I think that's all related to backhauls and, and, yeah. and so on. Okay, so if I have that kind of scenario so that I come from two, I have a different, yeah, per mile rate, then I would need a rate table, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so again, uh, uh, as I said mm -hmm. earlier, a rate table uh, could can have maximum up to nine dimensions. Mm -hmm. So um, basically what we do is we form a matrix mm -hmm. of uh, all the possibilities with if you want to include. Uh, so if your rates could vary depending on the weight breaks, then weight mm -hmm. would be a dimension in your rate table. Mm -hmm. The source and the destination location could be a dimension in the rate table. So mm -hmm. using all these uh, uh, dimensions we form a list of all the different uh, combinations yeah and then uh, a matrix is presented on the UI where you can fill in the rates okay so I could then say for that break weight and that distance and that what else to fill some more dimensions uh, that, <laughs> okay, <maybe> <laughs> that origin and that destination for this rate and for this distance this is the rate the per mile rate 
yeah so now yeah. again it could be ah, okay. a per mile rate or it can be a fixed, fixed amount price also. or yeah. even a discount most likely right let's say for that combination i find a different discount also yeah ah, that is so, also possible so i can again find out it's coming back we had we had the rules before where i said can be a discount or a price can mm -hmm. be um per per something rate uh, fixed yeah. and all that that actual rate mm -hmm. or the, no, the rate per mile thing can then come from a rate table again so and can be defined uh, based on a lot of different uh, up to nine dimensions so i have a yeah. um can have very complex combinations of things just to find my per mile rate yes because that is the reality and i think fantasy mm. is a limit in freight costing real world so <laughs> we have to be pretty flexible on that one <laughs> Okay, so so the basically the the job of the rate table, again that's a different uh, BO. It's an in, it's an independent business it's an object. Independent business object. So Same rule like before. So you can have it globally or locally. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So okay. you can have a template. You can have a global rate table, mm -hmm. or you can just define it locally within a calculation sheet. Okay, very similar to um, the calculation sheet. Ah, okay. Yes. So I like that Same pattern again. <laughs> Easier to understand. And then from that, I would find again the my rate, the actual price, the discount. That is then the actual calculation rule considered, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, so now uh, a rate table also has a, a lot of validities. So what you can do is uh, so usually what happens is uh, in cases like for example in winters the rates would be higher in summers the rates would mm. be lower so mm -hmm. in those kind of situations what you can do is you can define two different validities mm -hmm. then you would have two different sets of rates mm -hmm. uh, one possibly lower than the other and then okay. depending on the calculation date the rate with the correct validity would be picked up okay coming back so we have one freight agreement for summer and winter i have two agreement items uh, in there with mm -hmm. each has a calculation sheet and i think one option would be to have two different or then i would have two different items with one winter and one summer validity and validity. each would then have a different calculation, calculation sheet, sheet behind okay there's yeah. no validity within the calculation sheet really right that is the job of the charge, I, charge uh, the, item uh, yeah so okay. hmm. you can have so there are a lot of different levels on which you can have validity obviously hmm. at the agreement root level yeah, or yeah. at hmm. the agreement item level hmm. uh, calculation sheet root level you would not have any validity hmm. but there is a validity at the charge uh, uh, item level the charge type level hmm. so you can say uh, you can have a validity for a particular charge type and hmm. that would be applied only if the calculation rate okay. falls within the validity Okay, validity uh, or rule of validity, like summer, winter, yes. kind of, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then uh, one level further down, uh, you could have uh, validities on the rate table also. Okay, so if I have a, a charge item or charge type, mm -hmm. um, which points to rate table, then this rate table might be not relevant, and then that implicitly that uh, charge type is also not relevant, or? Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. So if mm -hmm. uh, if there is a rate table attached to a particular charge type and mm -hmm. no rate is found for mm -hmm. uh, for any reason, uh, then that charge type does not appear in the final calculated charge. Okay, unless yeah, because there is an automatic 
Du hast ja auch so Manual uh, Charge Types, right? Uh, all, so, so far we all talked about a lot of automated, automated calculation, yes. but you could also define one as manual or I assume? Uh, yeah, that is also possible. So mm -hmm. uh, there is a flag on the calculation sheet item where you can say it's a manual charge type. Okay. And then, so basically what that flag would allow you to do is uh, you can enter the logistical information for that particular charge type mm -hmm. in the charges grid in an order. Okay. Uh, so for example, uh, the chargeable weight doesn't have to come from the order. You mm -hmm. can directly manually enter it within the charges grid. Okay, and that could be then considered for the calculation again, right? Yes. Okay, so that chargeable weight would also be an item in the calculation a charge type in mm -hmm. the calculation sheet is that correct uh, sorry for asking uh, stupidly <laughs> and then yeah. that would work as an input for another charge type that does the actual calculation then or uh, that is also a possibility okay. but <laughs> very flexible yeah it's uh, actually there are a lot of possible ways in which you can set up a calculation sheet so mm. uh, This is also possible referencing to some other charge type. You can say always say that this charge type is a per, some percentage of another charge type. Or is it five times or five yes. euro per another charge type and that would be then the uh, chargeable weight manually entered. Then. Yes. Okay. So yeah. I can also link not only that I can group it items and kind of uh, sum them up or some, but I can also use the result of one mm -hmm. charge type as input for the calculation of the exactly. other. Exactly. Cool. Yeah. Wow. Impressed. Nice. Good. Yeah, I think I, I got it so far. So we have now the different uh, charge types, which may or may not use a rate table, but if they use a rate table, we already talked about the Uh, dimension mm -hmm. of that rate table and the job of that rate table is to find the, the actual applicable per mile rate or so or maybe even the, the input and the, uh, the last missing piece now is the scales and I would use them in the rate table right so yes. maybe you could uh, explain a bit uh, on, on that one as well yeah so uh Uh, whenever we speak about uh, dimensions in a rate table, uh, technically it is a scale object. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you say that source location is one of the dimensions in my rate table, mm -hmm. then you have to set up a scale uh, which has the scale base of a location. Mm -hmm. uh, so you can look at it this way. You can have a scale for a scale for weight. Mm -hmm. And then you can use it either as a chargeable weight, net weight, gross weight. So different flavors of that same uh, scale base. Mm -hmm. So now we have two things. We have scale bases and we have calculation bases. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, basically a specialization example. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you have a weight, you, uh, if you have a weight scale, you can use it as a, as a basis for a chargeable weight uh, calculation or gross weight calculation, net weight calculation, etc. Mm -hmm. Similarly, if you have a location-based scale, you can use that scale for source locations, destination locations, etc. Okay. Uh, so, uh, if you say, uh, so now when you uh, start defining a scale, you have to enter a 
scale based which, which are again configurable and mm-hmm. we have a big list of the standard delivered scale bases also mm-hmm. and uh, again scale base uh, would be like calculation base so <clears throat> the input from from the bo stem right maybe maybe could you just just some examples for scale base uh-huh. would be source location right or uh, so uh, a scale base would mm-hmm. be something as simple as a location or mm-hmm. weight or distance okay uh and the calculation base that you build on top of it could be specializations of that scale base so uh, it could be uh, so when you specifically say that it's a source location or a destination mm-hmm. location yeah. or in the case of weights if you say it's uh, or in case of distances for example if you say mm-hmm. it's the actual distance or the straight line distance okay so these are the different calculation bases built on top of a scale base Okay, so scale base is a kind of pure input. Yes. Okay, the calculation uh, base is uh, okay. Uh, oh. So scale hmm. base is nothing but a basic mathematical dimension actually. Okay. And then calculation base gives it a little bit of a business meaning, hmm? uh, in the sense that uh, uh, what kind of logistical information do you want to use hmm. to calculate it? Okay. So. It's a scale base um, now, right? Yes. Which is the basis for scales. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, for example, if you have a scale based on locations, yeah, you would have scale items which would have a set of different uh, uh, locations in it. Okay. So, so I would define a scale for my different plants, for example. Yes. Okay. So I would yeah, maybe for, now it gets complicated for me, so maybe <laughs> we can use an example. So. I say I want to have um, a rate table which is based or which considers my different source plants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe let's start as simple as that. So then I would have to set up a scale with a scale base. Exactly, with, uh, with scale location. base as location. Mm-hmm. And when you use the scale and the rate table, you have mm-hmm. to uh, say that you want to use the calculation based source location. Source location. That's a specialization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. But in the scale itself, I yeah. What, what can I define as the scale itself? Maybe take it uh, so, from there. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so there can be, uh, so now if you look at it, there can be two different kinds of uh, scales. It could be numeric for something like weights or distances, mm-hmm. or it could be non-numeric for something like uh, locations, okay. business partners, etc. Okay. So Discrete uh, values then kind of. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it is a numeric scale, then uh, while defining the scale items, you can have, uh, uh, you can have different uh, Uh, points on those scale. For example, you can have a scale for every 10 units, 100 units, 1000 units, etc. So if you have Mm -hmm. a scale per 10 units, you would define the scale items as 0, 10, 20, 30, etc. So that basically defines the granularity at which you would want to eventually calculate the charges. Okay, we are still at uh, scale, just sorry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's then used as input in the, in the rate table. So if I want to say I want for every 10 kg, I would have that price jumps, so to say, yeah, yeah. different then or per hundred pound or, or something. Mm-hmm. Then I would set up a, a scale mm-hmm. with that range from zero to 100, 100 to 200. Yes. And that already that values 100, 200, that would already be defined in that scale. 
Exactly. Which again so can be globally. These values, okay. 100, 200 are called the scale items. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, again, they could be, uh, it can be uh, local or global. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now with Nino, uh, we have a concept of validity dependent scale items. Mm-hmm. So within a rate table, we have different validities and mm-hmm. each va- validity would have its own uh, copy of scale items. Mm-hmm. So it is... Uh, more of a technical uh, Mm. nature but if you look at it from a business perspective uh, you can say that for example uh, in the winters always the weights that are transported are below 5000 kgs for example so the validity which you would have created for winter months would have only scale items which are below 5000 kgs Uh, for something which is uh, for a summer validity, those particular scale items would have higher uh, uh, higher than 5,000 values. Okay. Just as an example. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I would have two different set scale, of scale set items. of scales. Yes. Or sale items. Oh, within one scale, I could have two set of scale items. Then. Yeah, which are valid for different validities, validities in a rate table. Back to validities. Eh? Back okay. to validities. <laughs> I see. Ah, okay. But the, okay. That would be like two sets. Let's say logically it's like two scales then, but you can maintain them together. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then that is one option that you have like a rate range. It always means, okay, between zero and 100, mm-hmm. use that one. 100, 200, use that one. Yeah. Per mile, per kg, per pound. Yes. That's for the numeric values. And uh, the other one? Uh, the other one is non-numeric. So mm-hmm. in the numeric case, it's also possible to generate these scale items automatically. Okay. Right. So, right. yeah, if you say your step size is 100 okay. always, mm-hmm. you say your starting point is 500. Mm-hmm. And the end point is 1,000. Oh, that mm. doesn't make sense. Where if, if it's 10,000 or mm-hmm. something, then it would automatically generate scale items with values 500, 1,000, 1,500, and so on and so okay. forth. Okay. Okay. So you don't have to do that. Yeah. You don't manually. have to do that manually. Okay. Uh, so this was for the numeric. And then for non-numeric uh, uh, scale items, you would uh, have to specifically enter scale items. Uh, mm-hmm. The location IDs. Okay. In case of a location scale or the business partner IDs in case of a business partner okay. and so on and so forth. And then I could use that list scale in a rate, in one or multiple rate tables. Uh, yes. So okay. what happens in a rate table is we always create a local copy of any. So you can say that use this as a reference scale in my rate table. Mm-hmm. But we always create a local copy for those scale items for my rate table. Okay. So it's possible to define a global scale also. If eventually, mm-hmm. technically, it would form a local copy for that particular rate table. Ah, okay. Yeah. Okay. Is that enough for the scale? It's hard to say. Thinking that this is now a high level, maybe uh, already gives a nice thing. Maybe one last topic uh, I would just briefly want to touch with you, and that is the... the if, if we are complete now with, with mm-hmm. the object, but I think we, we touched so far... Highlight everything. The upload um, of um, Master Day. I know there's an Excel upload. There are customers with huge Excel files. Yes. And what, is there a BAPI? Well, what are the ways of, of getting my freight agreement into the system? Since so far, I might have an external system for the actual um, agreement, um, freight, freight procurement mm-hmm. or uh, the strategic freight procurement or selling. 
yeah. solution. So let's say from there, uh, I could have to bring it into my TM uh, mm -hmm. system. Then funny. What? How do I do that? Okay, mm -hmm. one we already talked. I can key it in. That is one option, yeah. right? Uh, the other options uh, actually for agreements and calculation sheets we don't have this possibility in, in the system as of now hmm? uh, there is no possibility to kind of import hmm. uh, values and then create a agreement or a calculation sheet in the DM system but I think the, so the beef is really also more on the, on the right tables and the scales right? because I wouldn't have yes. that many or not a huge trade agreement not a huge Calculation sheet, but then rate tables can be mm. yes. okay. Uh, so a certain level of complexity can be handled by calculation sheet templates, if if that is okay. at all possible. So we have templates which you could use to, if you have the same structure of charges, then the templates could be used. Mm -hmm. um, but rate tables are really huge. I mean, there could be millions of entries in one single rate table. So. <laughs> Uh, so it is quite tedious to actually uh, enter it in the uh, rate UI that we have uh, as of now. So we have this uh, Excel upload possibility. Uh, so this is uh, applicable for rate tables and then the uh, scales which are consumed in this rate table. Hmm. So uh, what you can do is you can define the skeleton of a rate table in the TM system. Okay. So you can say that my rate table would have these uh, five dimensions, for mm -hmm, example. Mm -hmm. uh, and then uh, you can download uh, an Excel version of this rate table. Okay. So uh, the downloaded Excel would actually give you a grid of all the all these five dimensions and a rate value. Uh, so you can on the fly uh, enter the scale items in for each of these dimensions and then uh, uh, assign a rate value to it, uh, save this Excel and then upload it back to the system. Okay. Then so it can be done online or there's a possibility of offline uploads also. That's because of the huge files, yeah. right? That so if the file is too yeah. huge, sometimes <laughs> even 15 minutes are not enough to upload mm -hmm. the file. In those cases, we have a offline upload possibility. So, okay, so you use, uh, well, how, just being curious, how do you do that? So where do you store that? Uh, uh, we first upload the file to the application server and then we run a job to uh, read that file and then upload and the then corresponding. Interpret it and interpret yes. uh, it. Good. So I think, ah, one hour, and uh, which is good length, I think, for <laughs> one episode. So I would say that's it, right? So, so is there are no more questions in the room. Oh. <laughs> um, I think we hopefully touched pretty much everything. Thanks a lot. So I learned a lot today. So now I can, tomorrow I will start with my own little trade agreement with some basic uh, <laughs> calculations. I think now I learned enough to do that. Thanks a lot. And any closing words you want to? <laughs> um, yeah, actually, so now we have kind of just uh, uh, touched upon the highlights in each of these objects there are a lot more possibilities and a lot more intervention points where you can set up uh, the data to make the charge calculation engine pick up uh, yeah. rates in a different way yeah. so there is a lot lot of uh, detailed stuff with the for example with calculation methods or yeah. uh, calculation rules for every scale item etc but so, I think that would be then another episode yeah. or <laughs> maybe too much uh, 
for today but i think yeah. maybe yeah so as a high at a mm-hmm. high level uh, yeah these were the ba- basically frequently used features for all the master data okay. objects good thanks a lot so everybody on on the yeah whatever phone not but <laughs> uh, on a, a radio can now start uh, filling up the old charges and then let's see if we can maybe do some follow up sessions on the advanced uh, TCM master data and then also calculation setting. Thanks a lot and goodbye.